0: hello and welcome to movies on the side this is steven Robles, and this is nate baronowski and this week we review the bizarre and fascinating movie from 2021 a netflix original don't look up we talk
1: about moral of the story of this one what is this movie trying to tell us and what are we going to do with that
0: this movie is filled with huge actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Tyler Perry, and frankly they all do an incredible job. We discuss all of it.
1: Stephen takes us to Romance Corner and talks about Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet,
0: and we talk about what's really important in life. Oh,
1: all this and more on movies on the side. <laughs> That's a dramatic
0: pause for dramatic effect. We out here like and subscribe. <laughs> before we even jump into this movie, we have to talk about how our last episode was our first ever video. Mm. We actually recorded ourselves, and we put it on YouTube, and people watched it, Nate. There's actually people uh, watching this thing.
1: Did we get any comments on our YouTube? I I didn't even look at our YouTube We did. Do you know how to
0: get to YouTube, Nate? Do you know how to go? (laughs) YouTube.com. For its HTTP colon. Oh. Oh, goodness. Don't search for movies on the side in YouTube. These... It's a bunch of zombie movies that came up. Why did that happen? I don't know what's happening right now. No, I need Are to we find hacked? a channel. Not, <laughs> I think it's a namespace pollution. Is the, There's too many. Okay, if you, if you filter just channels, we actually have a 42 views on that video. Look at that. 42 people watched 40, us? 42 people watched our faces. Listener Trent and Tori Anderson said, love watching you guys on video look at that. And then people commented on Instagram, they said, we re- we enjoyed watching you. So if you would like us to do more video podcast, one, support us on Patreon so so Nate can buy better equipment, patreon.com slash movies on the side, but also a comment on the Instagram that goes up this week for the movie. Let us know if you want to see us on video more and I will, uh, we'll work it out. We'll do it. I, I thought it was fun.
1: Maybe we'll take those 42 people and bring them into a, a, like a Zoom meeting and they can
0: just watch us can well, buy whoa, tickets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. easy 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 let's let's easy. Not, <laughs> let's, let's under-promise and over deliver yeah. Okay. yeah yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be doing that but if you want to watch that last episode of Spider spider-man no way home i'll put the link in this episode show notes as well so you can uh, you can watch us bump them numbers up that's it <laughs> that's right you know and i think i don't know did you listen back to that episode i don't usually ask you this directly but but i'm asking
1: i you. listen to every single episode that you and i record <sighs>
0: together that's incredible. So do I, honestly. And I feel like the no edited episode. I liked the pacing. I felt like we had good energy. I feel like I'm just also. It's it saved me a lot of time. I think I'm just <laughs> gonna run. I'm just gonna run whoa, raw whoa. raw episodes now and see uh, see how it goes. Just unless there's some kind of like. You know, one of us coughs really loud into the microphone. I'll edit that out, but I think I'm just going to let it, I'm going to let it roll. I feel
1: like this episode is going to require some editing because oh, yeah, I have no idea what's about to be said from our human <laughs> mouths.
0: Okay, all right. This week we did the movie. Don't look up. This is a Netflix original. You can only watch it there. And I I wanted I was curious about it because. I heard saw that it was like a disaster movie, an end of the world movie where a big meteor is going to hit the earth. I figured, "Oh, I've seen Armageddon. I've seen Deep Impact. I'm down for this. I love disaster movies. If you listen to this ep- podcast, you know that." But it is not really a disaster movie, Nate. No. No. <laughs> this, this movie is a commentary on the current cultural and political landscape to a degree that I was not prepared for. Right? Like this was this was <laughs> this was like a I don't I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's just satirical comedy slash. Yes. Kind of a
1: biting Too real. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: Like, But like, like satire is supposed to comment on real life, but not resemble real life. And this, I felt like it got so close to being like, okay, this character is playing this person in real yes. life. <laughs> yes. Yes. This, this character playing this person. It's like, that's so close. So, okay. First of all, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm I'm curious if you guess this. Last time you nailed the Rotten Tomatoes for Spider-Man No Way Home, Nate. What do you think? Don't look up. Got for a critics Rotten Tomato score. I'm gonna say critics said seventy three. Critics only gave this movie fifty five. Uh-huh. That's not even a certified fresh. That's a green splatter on Rotten Tomatoes. What do, do you think? I don't audience?
1: think critics. Right enjoy the feelings oh goodness yes. of being prodded in a satirical way i think I, yeah. critics would say like listen i'm not one of the masses who can be easily tricked by your by your viewpoint so i think i'm yeah, guessing yeah. a lot of critics it's a very uh, what's the word it's a very erudite take on this movie oh, to say like oh it's a little over the head a little on the nose for me i saw it coming the whole time uh, i say crit- critics and yeah, i think that's yeah. what a lot of critics would say
0: Critics want to be able to, like, figure it out and then take credit for it. Is that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They, exactly. want, they want to be like able us. to be Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you think audience gave this movie?
1: I'm going to say audiences are, like, 82.
0: That's very close. Audience gave it 78%. Yeah. Audiences yeah, yeah. like this movie. So I feel like, spoiler horn, I want to do a spoiler horn I want to do a spoiler and see that I'm gonna to have to test myself yeah, am, I gonna, exactly. am I gonna edit you know, that out you're am going I to gonna edit it? that
1: out yeah you no
0: are. I'm gonna no I think I'm gonna keep it in. I'm gonna keep it in I want to do a spoiler horn because I want to talk about one scene that I'll leave for or maybe two scenes <laughs> we'll talk about two scenes after the spoiler horn and I feel like the rest it's not really spoiling anything because here's the premise these two scientists Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is like a doctoral student, whatever. They're at a telescope, whatever you call it, planetarium. And no, it's not a planetarium. What do you call that, Nate? What do you, what do you call it? I just
1: love that I'm testing whether you're going to edit this or not based <laughs> I'm not, on just letting you kind of just I drift. Just
0: flail for things. The premise of this movie is that two scientists, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, discover there's a comet heading towards Earth, and there's like a 199.9% chance this thing is going to kill us all and the earth is done unless we do something about it and they need to try and convince the president of the united states and their administration to do something meryl streep meryl streep who plays the president in this movie okay so leonardo dicaprio plays dr randall mindy dr mindy jennifer lawrence plays kate Dibyaski, who they na- they name the comet after her dibiaski and then president played by Meryl Streep, and her chief of staff, played by Jonah Hill, whose name is Jason Orlean. Amazing character. Nate, I don't even know. This movie is funny, but it's like, it's a hurtful funny. Like, it's, it's like jabs you as it makes you laugh. And, I, and basically, the, the problem is, no one cares, and no one believes that there's a comment about to kill us all. If this comet makes impact, it will have
1: the power of, of, of a billion Hiroshima bombs. <sighs> there will be magnitude 10 or 11 earthquakes. You're, you're the- breathing weird. It's it's uh, it's making me uncomfortable. I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to articulate the science. I know, but it's like so stressful. I like trying to like listen. To I don't what- think you understand the gravity of the situation. No. It's not even that simple. It is really just right. not only that no one cares, it's that everyone is preoccupied right. with things that don't matter, with celebrity culture and with right. Ariana Grande's character. <laughs> the <laughs> political figures are all worried about midterms and elections yes. and polling, and the news is all, you know the news is only worried about views and viral, you know, keeping everything light and breezy. Yes. And so it, it you're left with seeing Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence throughout the whole movie basically screaming at the world, "Hey, a comet's going to kill us all. You need to take this seriously." Yes. And people can't really be shaken out of their Folly, yes, and so it is a study of the folly and pettiness of the world done through the lens of two people who we like to consider ourselves rational people. Most of us, if we were honest with ourselves, are probably not. but <laughs> you play the role as the viewer of this movie and like you want to shake people and say like, guys, what? This
0: is ludicrous. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Right, right, right. Unless we do something. Here's the this movie, you can literally draw direct parallels to people in real life. Oh, yeah. Such as, you know, Meryl Streep as President Orlean, 100% connecting to Donald Trump. Right.
1: People like... Jonah Hill is kind of a Jonah Hill is kind of a Jared Kushner slash Ivanka Trump, (laughs) right? Sort of amalgamation. Yes, uh, that he's her son, who's chief of staff, and man, he's he's a good ridiculous character.
0: I just okay, I just have to say Jonah Hill is brilliant in this movie. There's scenes when he's like, there's a scene when Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are first finally get into talking to the president and. Uh, Jonah Hill's character, chief of staff. And they're trying to tell him, like, this comment is going to kill us. Leonardo DiCaprio is like this nervous scientist. He doesn't know how to communicate very well, which is an interesting arc because that changes throughout the movie as he gets famous for being like the attractive scientist that is, is commenting. He kind of
1: becomes the, uh, the Fauci-esque character.
0: Yeah, basically the movie paints him as a much more attractive and winsome some Fauci, but right. Jonah Hill, as he's listening to Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio talk about this meteor, he's like shaking this like protein shake while he's sitting on the sofa. And he's like, okay, okay, but how, you know, how likely is this thing gonna happen? They're like, like 100%, but it's like 99.97. And he's like, okay. So it's not a hundred (laughs) percent. It is one of these like such a clear disregard for information. Like you just for really looking for the one piece of information you can twist to fit your own narrative as opposed to actually believing what is reality and what is actually happening. And it was just little things like that are so brilliant. It is
1: going to happen. Exactly. 99.78% to be exact.
0: Oh, great. Okay, so it's not one hundred percent.
1: Well, scientists never like to say one hundred percent.
0: Call it seventy percent, and let's just let's move on. But it's not even close to seventy percent.
1: That that whole first meeting and Meryl Streep saying like, oh,
0: like this is a terrible t- like terrible this is terrible time. time. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. Time. Yeah, let's just get past the midterms, and then we'll deal with the comment. Let's just get past it. The whole setup
1: has all of these very very funny lines that make you chuckle. But right behind it comes this grim realization that this is really maybe 10 or 15% past our actual reality. Right. And like the ridiculous things they say, maybe people don't say out loud. But the idea of like, this is a terrible timing for this cataclysmic event for my midterms is not something outside the realm of possibilities in politics right but it does give you that feeling of like, you chuckle at it, the absurdity and then you go like ah oh, shoot yeah <laughs> right i mean like that makes sense
0: as another example there's this like talk show and this features Kate blanchett as Brie Ivanti and Tyler Perry. Yes,
1: great casting for both of them.
0: Great casting. They're like co-hosting this talk show that's very light. That's where we see Ariana Grande go on as like a a special guest for it. And it's this hilarious thing where like Ariana Grande gets back with her boyfriend that cheated on her and they make a big deal. They're like, all right, now let's bring out the scientists for our science segment. And when they try to say this meteor is going to kill us all... Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett are like, oh well, you know, we don't like bad news. Like we don't like to think of that oh, such man. negative stuff. And it's like, right, that's influencer culture. Like you can't be negative, or you can't really even comment on real life. Like you just want the views and what's popular. And it's like, yeah, this is so close to reality, <laughs> it's scary. It's headed directly at Earth. And it really likely will hit.
1: This sounds very, very exciting. Exploding stars. Like stars actually explode. Let's talk a little bit about sort of the, the different characters in this movie. Because I think one of the strengths of this movie is these people, although ridiculous, a lot of them feel like real, <laughs> slightly pushed yes. characters that are really acted in like a really nice way. For example, the guy who was Jennifer Lawrence's boyfriend from yesterday.
0: Oh yeah, Himesh in the Patel. The movie we saw. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. He is like that perfect, you know, he's just thinking about himself. She's going through something terrible and he's like, "It's about my mom, isn't it?" And then he turns it all like he's just <laughs> trying to become a popular figure. So he, he like spins it all towards him. I love there's that uh
0: general general team charges (laughs) them for the snacks yes and jennifer lawrence can't get over it for the rest of the movie the whole movie he charged for the snacks and the snacks are free why did he charge for the snacks (laughs) it's so good i've gone over it again and again and again in my head he's a three-star general why would he charge us for free snacks
1: and then you have Timothy Chalamet, who is this like yes. undercover evangelical who Skater, does like, this bro. really heartwarming like prayer at the end of like he brings like this <laughs> these
0: characters are so weird and quirky. Yes. One one that I loved is Mark Rylance, who plays Peter Isherwell, oh, who's like yes. the tech CEO, who's Definitely the stand-in for Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. And what's wild is like, <laughs> they talk about how he's like the number one donor to the president's campaign. So he gets full access to everything yes. that's confidential. And he's in the room as they are trying to launch space shuttles. And he basically says, A president, I need to talk to you right now. Like, he can interrupt the president because right. he donated that much to the campaign. Like just hilarious right. commentary. Hello. Oh, hello, Peter. Hi. 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 Oh, Bree, you look, you look fabulous, as always. Is he allowed to be in here? Yeah, he's a platinum ego level donor to the campaigns. So he has full clearance. Lost mission array. And they stopped this entire mission because he has found that this comet can be mined for raw materials. And there's like trillions of dollars right. in this thing. And it's this choice of, you know what? Let's see if we can actually make money from this comet rather than stopping it and saving the earth. We can probably save everybody and make money. So let's do that. Right. And it's like, whoa. That's also a little too real. <laughs> like Right.
1: Then we get to the point of the the movie that I think I have the biggest problem with. And that is it pivots very quickly to this don't look up versus look up camp. Yes. Which in some ways is a a very like biting commentary on how we divide into our clans and like everything's politicized and everything is like, you can't agree on like, this is true. It's just like, no, that's what you say. That's what your media says, whatever. Right. And so they, you know, the comet's up in the sky and they say like, just look up, like you look up and you can see it. It's real. It's coming for us. And then like the opposite camp has had this don't look up. I think that is a fun concept. I felt like it was a little shoehorned into the plot in a way that developed quickly and sort of resolved weirdly as well that didn't quite connect. Oh, see, I... That is except for this. Yeah. Chris Evans (laughs) plays an actor who has... This is true brilliance because he's over there like, I got a pin on on my shirt that has the arrow pointing up and down. Right. Because <laughs> we're just like, we've over-politicized this, and yeah. we're so divisive here in this country that it's just like, just look up it's not and even down, about man. that. It's not even about the comment sort of thing. Yes. And it's like, wow, that is truly like a really telling thing of, oh yeah, I've been that or struggled with that where I'm just like oh, I don't want to be on, in either camp. Right, right, So I'm just right. going like, to take some ridiculously balanced approach that doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean look anything. Look up and look down.
0: Yeah, this pin, this pin points
1: both up and down. Because I think as a country, we need to stop arguing and, and, and virtue signaling. Just get along. That is so refreshing. Mm.
0: See, I, I have to maybe disagree a little bit because there's this one scene of a rally that the president is holding it's outside there's looks like thousands of people there and they're all chanting don't look up and this by this point the comet is like oh, clearly yeah. visible and there's this one guy who you know again the movie very stereotypically like puts everybody in red hats and right. everyone has a southern accent that is supporting the president but to their credit one guy looks up who seems like a good old boy with a red hat right. and he's like wait a wait a minute it's right there. right? Like we're all yelling, don't look up, but it's a clear realization that there is actually something horribly wrong, impending doom, and it's not a rhetoric or a like issue to be divided on. It's like we can literally all see with our own two eyes, the thing that is about to kill us all is right there. And once someone can so plainly see the truth, that's what this movie is portraying once someone can see what is true even those who supported the president's campaign then turn on her and say you lied to us and i feel like in that one moment there's actually a glimmer of hopeful commentary to say and that it's the only glimmer though in this i whole don't know movie, but unfortunately right? unfortunately it was too far past the point of no return like we can't actually solve it now but there was a moment to say if we can all just like Hold on for a second, and actually look with our own two eyes. The truth is actually visible and knowable by everyone, past whatever commentary political parties are giving forward. And I I, just in that one moment, I was like, I I appreciated that take. Yeah, yeah, that That you know, even the most, even the most divided person, even the most anti whatever, can might change their mind if shown the truth so clearly. Lied to us. The president just texted me. Don't trip. It's all good. Don't trip.
1: and Jonah Hill makes a comment in there after they all turn on him, like, you rednecks, and like shows oh, that yeah. he really oh, like, yeah. despises their base. And it's
0: like, oof. exactly. Yes. So, yes. Okay. I have to talk about Romance Corner for a minute. Okay. Because you talked about Timothy Chalamet and Jennifer Lawrence, which honestly, I kind of loved them together yes. <laughs> towards the end yes. of the movie. I really did appreciate that. I also appreciated this is one religious comment is like the president at one point, like, says Jesus Christ in like a positive sense but because it's her saying it it's painted so grossly and so i was like ah that she also says something like god and i thank you yeah it was during the launch during the space launch she says something like that but then like you alluded to before the prayer by Timothy Chalamet is actually really good. <laughs> and so right. I appreciated that the movie was a, was at least somewhat balanced on that. And to say, like, even from this, maybe doesn't understand everything and could be immature, but, like, actually has a level of maturity and level-headedness. Like, I appreciated that moment later in the movie.
1: I mean, don't
0: look at me. I don't know how to say
1: why you just say amen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. I got this. Dearest Father and Almighty Creator. We ask for your grace tonight, despite our pride.
1: I'm gonna take because you gave me a little bit of leeway here, I'm going to take it for just a second and say, from a like spiritual perspective, this movie, like most movies in general in Hollywood, like won't really go too hard because they're trying to, like, you know, they're... Appeal to everybody. Appeal to everyone of different, you know, world religions, etc. This movie, it does feel like there was a kind of a gaping hole in it because, you know, my perspective at some point in time, like many people, would change from we have to try to save the Earth, and this comet is coming, to within the last, you know, 12 hours... Before the World Ends, of everyone asking the question, is there something next Right after we all die from this extinction-level event? And I feel like there was a bit of a gap in this movie of at least people asking the question or being scared, like, well, what happens now? Like, once I die, is there anything that happens to me next? Is there a God? Is there... A life after this whatever i'm not saying the movie had to answer it or attempt to answer it i just felt like it was unrealistic to not have more main characters like they sit around the table at the end right right especially a, a family that has no religious belief and at least have like a thought or a said line like um what if there's a god Like, should we think about this for a second? And I I wish there would have been at least a couple, even if a throwaway line of like, hey, let's think about, is there going to be an afterlife or are we all just done, done?
0: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if the movie had time to both comment on culture, politics, and religion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, to do all of it. Couldn't do the trifecta.
0: Yeah, I do think that the last scene, as the family is saying, we're not really religious, but yet they still allow a prayer and still hold hands like there is some nod to say there's a moment there the, yeah. you know there's a moment but i do agree i would have been interested you know because most disaster movies like once there is impending doom they'll do like cut shots of like here's a mosque and a bunch of people kneeling over and then here's a church and here's right. uh, you know buddhists in front of a, a statue you know so they kind of do that just in passing.
1: The main characters don't typically grapple with it, though. They're usually about Correct. saving the actual Earth. They're exactly. They're not really thinking about their souls.
0: Right. The one the one romance corner I have to hit, though, is Leonardo DiCaprio is married with kids. His wife, June Mindy, played by Melanie Linsky. Throughout the course of the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio starts out, an affair with Kate Blanchett the talk show host because right. he's on the talk show regularly she came on to him first and so they start this affair and there's this scene where they walk into the hotel room Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Blanchett Leonardo DiCaprio's wife is there and there's this heart-wrenching scene of of the wife and she's saying like well if you're going to take care of him now here's his pills for this and here's his pills for that yeah. and like it's just so you feel all that emotion and then later in the movie to see Leonardo DiCaprio go back to her and realized like in the end it was foolish to have that affair. And like, I shouldn't have done that. And like, you are my home right? kind of message. And I I thought the movie did that exceptionally well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a little weird that he didn't, I know they made the line like, I tried to contact her. She's not picking up my calls. He kind of goes on the, the Look Up campaign for a while with Jennifer Lawrence. Right. And I'm thinking to myself like, hey, you you have two sons back at home. Like maybe yeah yeah
0: I'll be working on that a little bit too. He got so famous. You know, it's funny. There's a scene earlier in the movie when he starts getting famous and his wife is like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk. Are you going to come? And he's like, oh, I got a lot of followers on here, right. which seems like it's Twitter. He's like, I got to answer all these questions right
1: you've been on that side a lot lately
0: yeah I mean I, I, I have a, I mean I have like a quarter million subscribers honey I'm to use my voice to get the truth out there right but then you see him like now he's on the cover of magazines and all this and it's interesting to see him use that platform and become addicted to the popularity like an influencer would be today and then when he goes on the final show with Kate blanchett and tyler perry if he finally loses it because he realizes we are all gonna die and everyone's still just smiling and talking about the popular culture and he like goes on this tirade and cursing at the camera and it's like now he realizes what he has done. Now he has to come to terms with, he took advantage of this to become famous and now it's too late and he's kind right. of And what does famous
1: this mean if the world is <laughs> ending? And-
0: right, right. Okay, so I want to rate this movie and talk about that final scene at around the table.
1: Are we going to do some, I, I do want to kind of talk about moral of the story a little bit. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like this movie is all moral of the story, right? In a lot of ways. It is,
0: it is, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, like, the obvious thing is climate change. Like, that's the obvious, like, tie-in of going,
0: okay, the world
1: and the weather may be getting more severe and changing, and there are a lot of scientists who say, like, hey, 100 years from now, if on our current trajectory, things will be bad. I read and listened to, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. So he was talking about what he uh, okay, you okay. Know, what he felt that was uh, telling about I think when it comes to the morals, I think COVID is the stronger one when it comes to the politics sort of denying different things and saying like, oh no, this isn't real. And everyone says, no, like this is, how many people are dying of COVID? And people are saying, no, that's not true, et cetera. That's the like really pressing tie-in from that side. I think not making changes because something is someone else's problem or trying to like monetize it is a climate change thing of going like, we're just focusing on our current state and our current drama and we can't look ahead because we're in the middle of talking about celebrity culture or figuring out how do we get rich from this. And I thought that was a a cool tie-in moral of the story there.
0: Yeah, and I feel like as you were talking, I thought, really I think it's what is everyone's motivation and I think the moral is you can see so clearly everyone's motivation in this movie and we should really consider that in real life Mm. like you take the tech CEO whose motivation is just to get more money from this comet. well that's probably the motivation of Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) Like, he just wants more right. money yeah. or or not even that uh, but
1: part of it is this feeling of like being a demigod like,
0: that was right right that, that yes. CEO was
1: like this is a stage of evolution and it's not even necessarily that he was greedy for money but that he wanted to basically like run humanity and like I will elevate humanity
0: the motivation for the president is to stay in power and to get reelected the motivation for the talk show host camp Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry, they just want to keep being famous and making money. Right. And it's interesting to see Leonardo DiCaprio's motivation from the beginning, which is to actually like stop the comet, you know, his motivation is pure. Right. To then just being like, well, let me ride this wave of fame and, and cause it feels good. Right. And then Jennifer Lawrence is probably one of the only people whose motivation stays throughout, which is to warn people and we have to do something. And she sticks right. to that. Throughout until she just gives up and then Ariana Grande like her motivation was to stay super famous and get even more famous by you know not only getting back with her boyfriend on TV but accepting his proposal like the motivations I feel like are the morals and it's a commentary to say a check your motivations. Why are you doing what you're doing Uh and also take other people's motivations into account as you evaluate their business or th- what they're doing. Like, think about what is, like, as Facebook is trying to take over the world, should we think about, like, why? Like, what what is behind it? I think maybe that's right. an important commentary.
1: I think I, I agree with that. I think a lesson that it's also trying to teach us is, hey, the world will try to distract you with things and keep you thinking about Difficult and hard things. And your overall bent is to avoid pain or thinking about difficult things. And, but you need to take some time and like seriously look at troublesome things head on. Yeah. Right. And like don't just be content with being distracted. And I think that is. Something for me, for those who follow Enneagram, as an Enneagram 7 myself, that's a good lesson for me to be like, hey, if you're always just searching for something that makes you happy and makes you, you know, is fun and not boring, then you may not look at the real important things in life.
0: Right. No, that's good.
1: (laughs) The lessons that this movie is teaching you, I think a bit of a negative for me is that a lot of it comes... Served to me by Don't Look Up with a spoonful of sort of glib, grim cynicism. The world's doomed. Like, there's just, we're just done for. And I think it may be true. But it's definitely a tough thing. Like, this movie does not sugarcoat, like, oh, yeah, we can all rise together, the triumph of the human spirit. In a lot of ways, this movie, like, pokes fun at humanity's efforts to be like, look, look at us. We're like, we're doing great things. And it's like, no, compared to a comet, we're peons or nothing. And most humans are just sort of selfish in it for themselves, anyway. I think this movie's overall takeaway for me is one of pretty much like ah we're pretty screwed and there's beauty in like the smaller things that shows little clips of like a little baby in a tub and like these beautiful moments but for the overall point it's like ah humanity's pretty pretty done for what did you think there was any like hopeful moments there
0: I'm not going to do the spoiler horn, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to do a spoiler right here because okay. I have to talk about the final scene. So if you, if you don't want to be spoiled, stop here, pause the podcast, go watch it and come back. But here's my take on that. I think so. And I'm, I'm looking at the movie poster right now. And the tagline is based on truly possible events, which I think is hilarious. That's a great tagline. But the last scene is they're all sitting around the table. Leonardo DiCaprio is back with his family. Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet are there. They just prayed. And then they're they're eating. They're just eating and enjoying each other's company, like reminiscing about memories. And DiCaprio says this line, we had everything the whole time. That basically alluding to before all the fame and before he was on magazine covers and before whatever, like he had everything he could have ever wanted right there in that house with his wife and kids. While I do think the movie is pretty down on, like, the trajectory of culture and maybe the country politically. Right. I feel like there's this this lesson to say, if we could realize that before it's too late, if we could realize what truly matters and what we actually love and not take those things for granted, maybe things could have been different. Maybe things could have been different for DiCaprio's character in the movie. Maybe things could be different for us even now if we don't look past what's actually in front of us, just trying to achieve that thing that culture is saying is ideal. And so at just that one moment, I feel like the movie turns a little bit and says like, here, here's a real life thing. The
1: thing of it is, is we we really we really did have everything, didn't we? I mean, when you think about it. Do you know that was an improvised line from Leonardo DiCaprio? That was not scripted.
0: Well, he's now in my top three actors. <laughs> that was the <laughs> improvised line. He's in the top three because that was that was an excellent line. Yes. And I think without that line, it wouldn't have been as impactful. And they're, you know, because they're literally eating and talking As they hear the rumblings of the comet explosion coming to the house, even to this incredible image of like one of the walls of the house starts getting blown in from the comet. And you see over the shoulder, which we didn't even talk about this guy, but I I really enjoyed. Oglethorpe. Dr. Teddy Oglethorpe, played by Rob Morgan. I really enjoyed his character. But, you know, it's this thing of like, we're just going to be here together as it all ends. Because what else? Like, what else are right. we going to do?
1: What are, what else are we going to do?
0: Yeah. And then the post credit scenes,
1: which… Listen, this movie is rated R, folks, and there's a lot of language throughout. But early on in the movie, I checked because it said, you know, like, nudity, the sexual content. Let me tell you, folks, it's not during the movie because I, I, I checked it out to make sure, like, hey, am I going to have like a, you know non-family friendly scene that i'm going to be sitting through here and sure enough it happens in the mid credit scene it is described via imdb notes as non-sexual nudity carry on
0: <laughs> yeah and so if you can uh as i had vid angel it oh did you vid angel that scene is that even possible it's it's very disjointed <laughs> But you can't but you can vid angel this movie and, and skip all the cursing and, and you can still see what happens, but the tech CEO has this ship and I think it's hilarious that every time the tech CEO has a plan, it fails by like thirty <laughs> percent. Like yes. like thirty percent of the survivors die as they try to get to another planet. It's a very quick post credit scene, especially quick if you use Vid Angel. But even quicker, yeah. Yeah. But they land on this planet and then the president gets eaten by a bird and <laughs> like some, some alien life form. They're on another planet. But anyway, it's hilarious because earlier in the movie, the tech is like, our algorithm is so good, it will even know how you'll die with a 97% accuracy. <laughs> Meryl Streep's like, how will I die? He said, you'll get eaten by a brontthiosaur or whatever. She's like, what is that? We don't even know. <laughs> it's, this, it's this hilarious exchange. It is quite a payoff line later, yeah. Quite a payoff line later because it's like, Imagine if the algorithms are actually that good, but are also useless <laughs> in the face of like in real life. So I don't think I want to know. Yes, I do. I want to know. <laughs> You're going to be eaten by a Bromterock. We don't know what it means. A what? A rock That was a wild post-credit scene. And then Jonah Hill coming out from the bunker of the White House after the asteroid is hit so he he has survived but it looks like everyone else has died and he does like a shung chi thing where he's live streaming and he's like yo last man on earth here what's up y'all i'm the last man on earth don't forget to like and subscribe we out here i don't know what a heart-wrenching moment (laughs) like i don't even know what to do with that Alright, we gotta rate this movie. Alright, let's do Scale it. Scale of zero yeah. Zero to five protein shakes that Jonah Hill drank throughout this movie. <sighs> Nate, I, I went first last time. I went pretty big. I, I want to hear what you rate this movie. What do you say?
1: I think I'm going to give Don't Look Up four protein shakes. Yeah. Here is something about this movie. Yep. I have to say. It is long, for one.
0: Yes, yes.
1: It is really. It prods you in a way that really, like, and it's got some prods for everyone on the political spectrum. Like, obviously, politically, the movie leans left. So, like, the Republican Party is mostly shown as the kind of, you know, anti-truth group. But there is plenty of, you know, if you are, you know, there's plenty of pro-celebrity culture and mainstream news, everybody's important things gets t- absolutely eviscerated yeah. by Adam McKay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think it could be for it can ruffle anyone's feathers, which I think is an effective movie. Now, it's pretty grim about humanity. It offers a lot of warnings and it does not offer a lot of solutions so if you wanted to end there and go what should we do about it there is definitely not a ton of hey this is the way to go it's mostly just says the way we're going now is pretty bleak so but yeah overall leonardo dicaprio is great jennifer lawrence is great it's got like a ton of oscar winners in it meryl meryl streep jonah hill Timothy Chalamet, like everybody is just...
0: Yeah, yeah, Tyler Perry, Kate Blanchett.
1: Oh, just so good across the board. So it's, I don't really want to watch it
0: again. No, I never want to see this movie again. I never want to see it again.
1: Right, it's a four. It makes me want to talk about all sorts of things. It's like a jumping off point. If you were watching it with friends, you can then talk about advocacy and talk about heaven and talk about all sorts of Interesting conversations that this movie doesn't get into. But yeah, four out of five.
0: Nate, I'm going to agree with you exactly. I was thinking four out of five. It's hard to say I recommend people watch this movie. I recommend watching it with Vid Angel if you're going to see it and you don't want to be exposed to crazy things. But which most of it is fine except for, I mean, there's language, but it's really just a. It's just, it's, profan- it's, it's really just profanity. It's really
1: just profanity.
0: Yeah, it is such an interesting portrayal of culture that I find fascinating. I think it's fascinating and it's
1: yes, fascinating is a good word for it. I never want to
0: see it again. I (laughs) I don't care to, (laughs) to just never want to see it again, but the performances are excellent. And it's again, like I said, very introspective and a fascinating take and so (laughs) for our first movie
1: and a bajillion people have watched this on netflix yes
0: it was very popular very popular for our first movie hope you enjoyed don't look up our first movie of 2022 let us know what movies you would like to hear us review you can comment on our instagram at movies on the side let us know if you want to do and (laughs) canto Yeah, in Kanto, yeah. Let us know if you want to see more videos of Nate and I shucking and jiving about these movies. We'll do more YouTube stuff. I think if enough of you say, hey, do the videos, we'd like to do that. You can get bonus episodes, which <laughs> today's bonus episode was how Nate and I would run an out-of-the-house COVID testing facility, <laughs> which sounds uh, – don't, don't dox us it a CIA. It sounds worse when you say it that it's, way, yes. It sounds really we worse. We realize it's a bad idea. Totally satirical in case the FBI is listening. But if you want to hear that bonus episode, you can support the show at patreon.com slash movies on the side, or directly in Apple Podcasts, you can get the bonus episodes right there as well. Oh, also, if you haven't yet, we would greatly appreciate some five-star ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcasts app. Even if you listen in a different app, go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and a little comment there. That'll help out the show as well. And as we always say, You guys discovered a comment? That's so dope. I have a tattoo of a shooting star on my back.
1: This is this is a, a, this is one that I wouldn't say, but the one, there's like dope stuff, like material stuff, like sick apartments and watches and cars and <laughs> clothes. Yeah. That can all go away, and I don't want to see that stuff go away. So I'm going to spra- so- say a prayer for that stuff.
0: Uh, so terrifying.